You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 354th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim back in sunny Orlando, Florida. This is Matt, uh, still in drought-stricken Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer, still in Massachusetts. You guys, I know that there's a lot of big news, a lot of things on the agenda. We've got Olympics, we've got all kinds of junk, but I, mm-hmm. I just, I've got bad news. Okay. Oh, real bad. Bad news. A little bad. Yeah. That's, um. Well, and it's going to be good news by the end of the podcast. We'll start them low. Well, yeah. I, I hopefully. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to hurt you guys. I know you guys care about me. You know, as a human. I'm. I made a discovery earlier uh, last week, and um, turns out I'm I'm old now. You guys, I'm. I might be a masters racer. Might might uh yeah Tim I'm glad okay. Spencer's bringing this up because I mean we've been we've been meaning to tell him this for a long time and I'm glad he <laughs> yeah he could oh no come to this on his has own. it been obvious um, the what, whole time what what led you to this discovery Spencer yeah so you guys remember dozens of years ago uh, when we were bike messengers and and doing things and you like assemble your bike in the parking lot and mm-hmm. jump on and go or we'd go up to the track and we had to fit all the bikes in the back of Tim's station wagon or something and you know you may pull the seat post out and stuff it in when you get there kind of thing and get your bike set up and jump jump on and race or mm-hmm. yeah, whatever yeah. sort of shenanigans i've pretty much done that my my whole racing career and i'm sure little guy has as well i don't know about tim he he probably has a decent Emphasis rack on, the car on career yeah. yeah 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 well i went mountain biking on a little mountain bike trip last week and um Threw the bike together, jumped on, did about an hour ride, and boys, I was I was injured the next day. I I don't know what was out of alignment on my saddle or or setup, but um, I basically couldn't do anything for two days, and uh, I f- I think that means I'm a master's racer now. Yeah, you got that. You got to have that yeah. one dialed in spot, and if anything deviates from that, you're you're broken. I think it's time for a new saddle. You got to get one of those saddles that um, has <laughs> oh, no. the double rail. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, with the you dipping know, it's nose, kind of like the stubby nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking wow. I need to invest in like a level, like a small level that I can put in my jersey pocket and take with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think a about la Eddie Merckx, Eddie Merckx style. <laughs> You're always stopping and why wouldn't your someone saddle? create? Why don't saddle companies? Build a level inside the uh, the saddle. That would be genius, or in the rails, yeah. especially for the masters levels racers. They have the cutout. Well, so the like problem inside the cutout, it's yeah. just kind of sitting there. The 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 pers- sort of person who's going to freak out about that though is also a weight weenie at the same time though. So it's it's a difficult demographic. Spencer, I have your uh, fit stick that you had when you lived here in Minnesota. That you left with me when you left. Yeah. Uh, that has all kinds of ways to level everything out and make sure all your bikes are the same 
Yeah, the, the, yeah, the fit stick matches one bike to another, which is pretty yeah, useful. Maybe, maybe it's time uh, to get a fit stick I, in your life. I'm willing to bet that the demographics of the <laughs> the, the hundreds of listeners of the Slow Ride podcast uh-huh. have all gotten a fit stick fit. Right? Like, that's like... Probably um, a bunch of people. I had some lasers, lasers put on me one time for a fit. Yeah, but we fun. did the phone book. Remember the phone book? Like yeah, you, you kind of the LeMond style. Jam, the, jam the phone book up there like Greg LeMond told mm-hmm. us to do, and then uh, you kind of just measure against the wall, and then you multiply it by what, like one and a half, and then that's your saddle height. Yeah, yeah roughly. Yeah. I, I don't know what he, uh, what he, Greg LeMond. I haven't checked in with Greg lately, but um, I'm wondering what if he's updated this. Like, do you is it you use an iPad now? Like. You use four iPads. You use a Dell computer. Okay. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a really big laptop. I'd like, okay. yeah, um, he's got a chart. It's like, depends what kind of computer you have. And now, he tells you uh-huh. if you need one or two, you need five MacBook Airs. Got it. Got it. Well, I mean, now, I appreciate all the advice. I was concerned uh, because I did come back around and everything's fine. I adjusted the saddle and everything's back in order. But uh, I, I had me worried that maybe I was... Getting old. Well, I'm, maybe yeah. you should I, take a, a hint from old Lachlan, who taught us something during the tour about uh, mm-hmm. if you're uncomfortable on the bike, you just get some flat pedals, a lot more uh, movement around, ride the sandals. I know I took that advice this <laughs> week uh, really? for my cruising around the town, mostly with the cargo bike you got life. got sandals? I finally got some sandals. I finally adulted up. Are they Shimano took... sandals? No, they're just 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 flat for riding flat pedals. It's great. My are they little Crocs? toesies are so happy. They're not Crocs because I don't work they're... in a kitchen or am I <laughs> that old yet. They they have to be Birkenstocks then. They have to. No, actually, a little guy wouldn't spring for that. They're not, they're not. Birkenstocks. So, I don't know if I want to tell you what brand I bought because <laughs> I earlier in the summer in the spring I sent uh, I sent an advertising sheet to this company seeing if they would uh-huh. become the official pedal sponsor of the Slow Ride podcast and they never responded to me and I still bought their pedal or their 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 sandals right yeah um, well, let's say the name well and then and then every all of our listeners can just start yeah. hitting them up on the old social media <laughs> name yeah, and shame true. yeah. I bought some. I yeah, bought we'll some. Shame them into. <laughs> shame. That's the best way to. Do. I bought some bedrock sandals. That's the brand I bought of sandals. Wow. They never heard of it. I've never heard of it. See? So clearly need better marketing. You guys never heard of it. If they had spent a little money on the Slow Ride yeah. podcast to jump in the Prem Lab, but instead here we are, uh, and here I am. Well, just I'm just thinking. Them. Yeah. I mean, it's a two. It's a. <laughs> there's two sides to this story. Bedrock or two shoes in this. Uh, never mind. I don't know how I'm going to work this, but anyway, <laughs> they haven't heard of us. We haven't heard of them. All's right with the world. You know what else is all right with the world? What? What's that? Richard Carapaz. Yeah. Um, oh. Taking the gold medal, and Anna Kaisenhofer of Austria yeah. taking the gold medal. We will discuss at length. But gentlemen, I. Since I got back from the, the, the central time zone, it's been a little tough for me to sleep these last few days, and nothing reinforces a solid bout of insomnia like the Olympics <laughs> in Japan. So all the events are live at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I've been watching a lot of three-on-three basketball. Okay. Um, meh, it's okay. I'm a huge fan of team handball. Yeah, I love Field handball. hockey, I don't quite understand. 
Uh, and weightlifting remains my favorite Olympic sport. It was four years ago. I talked about it. It's great. Way better than track racing. Just watching some people throw up some weight. Yeah. Some, there, there's uh, a lot of crossover yeah. between the weightlifting and the track cycling crowd. So they should... Clean and jerks. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> let's talk about the road race. Okay. The course, yeah. Fantastic. The best part is, is that my NBC app, I didn't have to listen to Bob Roll, so that was great, yeah. and I got full coverage of both the men's and the women's race. Did Carapaz you? winning, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Brandon McNulty of the U.S. looking resplendent yeah. in the Stars and Stripes. Really throwing down. Doing, throwing down. Um, but you know what? I'm more than okay with Richard Carapaz winning mm, yeah. the Olympics. In fact, I think it's more important. It's it's a rarer win than winning the Tour de France. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, it's it's you have less opportunities. You only get a couple yeah. in your career. So I'm well, I'm very excited exactly. about it. You know, I'm on uh, Team Carapaz, and it's nice to see him win not in Ineos kit. <laughs> so it made it even <laughs> it, sweeter. It, it feels better, right? <laughs> it does. It just feels nicer. You're like, oh, Ecuador. All right, I love it. Uh, it's great. Well, and then they said it was the first gold medal for Ecuador. It's only the second, second. gold medal of all time. And yep. the first was like, what, 30 years ago in race walking? Yeah, it was a while and, ago. Um, yeah, I guess they do call it the Olympic Games, not the Olympic sports. But anyways, um, not to take Ooh. away from a race, work, race walking world title, um, I will say, or gold medal, I will say Richard Carapaz winning by um over Wout Van Aert in second place mm-hmm. um who took the uh, sprint over a very game Pogacar mm-hmm. in the sprint granted you know David Gadu, Balke Malima, Michael Woods not known for throwing down the um the sprints mm-hmm. oh but what about on. what about whichever Yates oh, that Yates? was yeah <laughs> Ooh, <Adam laughs> not a good sprinter usually we yeah, yeah. Not, not not really good. So Watt was definitely going to clean up that sprint. He did. Yeah. But poker car, you know, it's right there. Yeah. Photo finish. Really like, yeah. I mean, they so, they had forced Watt to do a lot of work to try to bring back Carapaz and bring back. Previously, he had had to bring back now, on the on the last big climb. He had to bring back what like McNulty, Woods, mm-hmm. and Pogacar, who'd been off the front for a while. Mm-hmm. And then once once they got down the descent, it was attack after attack after attack before McNulty and, and uh, Carapaz made it stick. Yeah. How impressed were you with McNulty, though? Like, that was yeah. awesome. Super, I, I mean, we, no, we I would have say, a bias as an as a American-based podcast, but still um, not one of the big names you think of to be in that group hmm. with all the big names. I you think, know? yeah, but the, the most disappointing part though um was that the americans had two guys there at the end and they couldn't get on the podium with either spot well yeah but you know he threw he threw his cards on the table infighting between woods and mcnulty i don't know what's going on there (laughs) yeah yeah Um, yeah. Uh (laughs) this this is the bit that just keeps on giving so (laughs) you know just (laughs) um they they were counter they were countering each other's moves basically uh, at a few points there so i mean i I would say that little cooperation to see uh, McNulty there with Carapaz and just couldn't respond to that, you know, final attack, but then finishes with that 
the, the you know the the silver medal group was really cool. That's great. Yeah. Um, can I give major shout out to the course designer? I loved it. This course was badass. Makes me want to go to Japan. Yeah. I yeah. saw cool boats. I saw cool lakes. <laughs> Mount Fuji, always awesome. Did you see the duck boat? The swan boat or whatever you know, it was? I don't even know. You know, Tim, I, I only watched the women's race, so I didn't uh I actually didn't see a whole lot of that stuff that you're describing, which is weird. Yeah, they a slightly different course. <laughs> yeah, slightly different. I guess that, that is the women's course when I saw the duck boat and the, the lakes and stuff. But still, um both courses were awesome. Do Mount you, Fuji on the men's side was fantastic. Do you guys like, like the finish on the motorway? Because I I yes, highly dislike motorway finishes. I really no. I I would have loved it if you like if the expected tens of thousands of people were there in the stands. It makes sense. And you know what the best part is, little guy? They weren't bankrupting a country to make a road specific course. I know when that do they you ever want make road these... specific courses and two when do I ever want some to bankrupt a country for one race? Well, I don't know. You tell me. You're the one that wants them to build an entirely new infrastructure of yeah. road racing um, that isn't a motorway. Oh, yeah, they and certainly could. I'm like, hey, if you got the stands, let's use I'm, it. They certainly yeah, couldn't just use a road. It's not right there in the title. They couldn't just use I'm, a road. I'm... I'm pretty sure I've heard little guy on multiple occasions on this mm. podcast say he would like to bankrupt some countries. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I've I've had it out for Japan ever since the 80s when I was super scared they were buying up all our corporations. Um, and, they stopped, they, and when they stopped importing station wagons. I, I liked the finish yeah. on the motorway. Um, and I liked the, how they came onto the motorway for circuits where they would do a lap mm-hmm. and then go out and do 16K in both the men's and women's race and then come back onto the, the finishing circuit mm-hmm. to finish the race. I thought that was pretty cool. It was well done. Also, cool part was the citizens of Japan got to actually see an Olympic sport that they're paying all this money <laughs> That's to true. put on yeah. that they're not able to see because of completely irresponsible sport bureaucrats um, and society. Yeah, that's very true. As a whole. Uh, I feel like the uh, motorways always make the bikes just look really slow, and it, I, and I also remember, <laughs> I also remember yeah. racing out at uh, it was called Dakota Tech here, locally, but it was on like a truck, like where, where you totally, learn to drive totally a truck. Totally on par with the with the Fuji Raceway. No, but it was the same <laughs> feeling of like there was no time on on the Dakota Tech course because it was just like a like a car course to learn how to drive where I ever felt. Like I wasn't just riding into a block headwind, you know, you're just always like everything was too wide and too open. There was nothing around you and it always felt slow. You could be in the, you could be in the lead group and you know, you're, you look down, you're like, we're going 30 miles an hour, but you're like, I just feel slow. That's that's not how I felt there, but you know, in, in fairness, um, they, it would have been cool to really see the gradient. Cause when I was watching the women's um, race today, you could only see like the speed that um, the winner was going mm-hmm. uh, when uh, Kaisenhofer was going, and it was like 15 kilometers an hour, and you're like, she must be going up a hill, and you couldn't really tell if she was going up a hill or not um, mm. because of that motorway effect. But then let's get into that part of the, the, the women's road race, mm-hmm. and this is just the general reminder that what's great about the Olympics is that there are no radios. So shout out to <laughs> when they tried to do the couple stages back in the tour when um, Lance Armstrong was made his comeback. And remember, he led a rider protest against the lack of radios for those stages. 
mm-hmm. which was ridiculous right? because all of the riders were like, oh, rider safety, we want to take care of ourselves. And you're like, yeah, that, that's rational. I get that. So maybe you guys should just have a radio that is from the radio tour that says, hey, obstruction coming. But yeah. I don't think... I don't think you need race radios because it makes you have to do the math on the bike. You need to have a rider like Mitch Docker that has to know, that's going to know everything about what's going on up there, up on the course. That's why you need a team captain. Mm-hmm. And the Netherlands today totally screwed the pooch, and they lost <laughs> count of how many people were up the road because there was three riders up the road, two came back, and unfortunately, I understand it, it was horrible to see mm-hmm. that... Um, Van Vluten thought she won. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But when I'm reading on Twitter that people don't know if they should fully celebrate the fact that Anna Kaisenhofer took the win in such epic fashion, it's not Mm -hmm. her fault. And you know what? Don't depend. Like when I've done cat four or five races, I've gotten time splits from who, like someone handing me a water bottle. I, they're not accurate. But you're like, oh, okay, like someone's up the road. I just don't. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. this argument against it. They no. messed up. There's no excuse. It they sucks up. that she thought she won. Like, like I don't wish that on anybody. But it's also on your team for not knowing that there's still one more person up there. Why not ask the person you just caught? You know. Yeah, I mean Have that, that conversation with the group that just came back. That's true. I mean, that's the when that would happen locally, I would just ask GP because they always had like a hundred people in the race. Be like, How, who's in the break? Who's in the break? You know, one of them had to know. It's totally on. It's totally on the. I Netherlands. mean, they, they messed up. Now here's the thing. There has been a precedent set at the uh, one of the great cycling monuments, uh, the Japan Cup, in which asking how many laps are left or who's up the road and <laughs> things like that may be returned with a, you know, factual inaccuracy, perhaps on purpose. And uh, maybe... That's true. Speaking of which, Did, back to the men's race, do you uh, think Bauke Malima and Michael Woods hashed that out on the, the finishing yeah. circuit? You think yeah, they yeah. talked that out? You think Bauke went up to him? You think Bauke went up to him and was like, one more to go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, do you guys I, notice I, to the <laughs> sprint, Bauke totally boxed Woods in, like... When they were getting ready for that sprint for a second, oh. Bauke swung sure around from the back and moved up so he could get right on Wout's wheel, and he boxed in Woods. Like, yeah. man, oh, that's man. really got to suck. Woods, Woods is going to be, like, really, really hating yeah. Bauke. It's great. All right, we'll have to ask that question it, sometime. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's cool to see. It was... So, uh, I, 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 think, I, I thought both races were great, and I thought both... Uh, I guess for me, I mean, a lot of people are like the women's race, totally unexpected. I really didn't have Carapaz on my radar, although I probably should have. Like, he was just not among the favorites for me for that race. Although, you know, I didn't think he wouldn't be up there. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's. I, I don't think either one are necessarily about the radios. Like, um, the performances in the women's race were... Super strong. Like, it's not like she won because of no radios or anything like that. Um, oh, yeah. She but, attacked from, like, the first kilometer. Yeah, kilometers out. She has a PhD in <laughs> mathematics. She hasn't raced pro in what was it, little guy? Like, you you went on the pro um, on the uh, first cycling stats. Yeah. And, I mean, she, she doesn't have a lot of, a lo- yeah, doesn't have a lot of results, like, 
Like, Seems like the last seventeen. Yeah, the last. Well, the last couple of years, it's like she shows up for five or six races and then wins about half of them, and then <laughs> like it's, now, it's it's amazingly impressive to be like, oh, you only did four races. Uh, like this year, I mean, this year I'm seeing that she won <laughs> the TT at the nationals for Austria. She got six at the road race and she won the Olympic Games. That's it. That's she it. Had close, no, the, close the season she had, down. Yeah, she has no coach. She coaches herself while she's a full-time tenured professor at a university in mathematics. Um, Is she the most badass racer of all time? This is, it's the most epic thing. Like she didn't, like the full, like what's her, does she even have sponsors? Now we do know that she did, she won Grand Fund or GFNY Vento in 2015. Mm -hmm. So she has a, a track record of going to these larger Grand Fondo events and just riding off the front. Um, former Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt holder Michael Gogol was giving some information about um, Kaisenhofer during Twitter, like live tweeting what was happening. Like he's like, oh yeah, she's really strong. Um, obviously, whenever she tends to show up to a race she or in Austria, she wins it. Yeah. Um, Gentlemen, I, I'm just going to go out here right now and just throw it down. Um, the current Slow Ride Podcast championship belt holder uh-huh. is Haley Batten. Ooh, I okay. don't think that great. And we are recording this on the eve mm-hmm. of the mountain bikes at the mm-hmm. Olympics. Yeah. It's a dangerous but game. To me, I think Annan Kaisenhofer is a, the ultimate Slow Ride Podcast champion. Oh, yeah. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. She hasn't raced in, like, people didn't even know who they were. They forgot. Did you see her come across the finish line? No one went up to talk to her. Like, no one. Like, her swan urine or mechanic were still in, like, the team car, so they couldn't get over in time. So she had no one to celebrate with. Yeah, She's just, like, standing sad. there holding her bike. The only person that comes up to talk to her on the coverage is, naturally, uh, Cecily uh, Ludwig, or Utrip Ludwig, mm-hmm. um, uh, fan favorite. And she yeah. comes up to give her like, hey, congratulations, like a very bubbly, warm conversation. You're like, that's great. And then she leaves and no one else is coming up giving her a high five. Instead, it's, you know, the Van Vluten thought she won. I mean, it. and obviously the other people thought that they were coming across for silver medals and, and yeah. not bronze. I mean, it chaos. But gentlemen, Anna Kaisenhofer, the ultimate Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt nominee. I love it. Yes. yes. I love it. The only thing that's going to make this more perfect is if Haley Batten wins the Olympic mountain bike race. That'll be, that'll hey, be this difficult. Is not a, <laughs> this is definitely not a knock. But, no, I know. Um, I'm just saying that would be so, poetic justice for us. Um, no, I, I think it's great. Congratulations. I'm all, I'm all in favor. Yeah. Congratulations to Anna Kaisenhofer. It was wonderful to see. Um, and then as a reminder, two episodes ago, we did give it to Wout Van Art, who I think man maintains another solid second. He's probably going to win the, the time trial. Yeah. Um, let's hold now off. in natural fashion, I, as I tweeted, all will be right in the world tomorrow when Matthew Vanderpool wins gold medal in the mountain bike Olympic uh, race okay. to, uh, always have a one up on Wout Van Art. <laughs> yeah. Unless Wout Van Art wins the time trial, which he probably will. He, but. <laughs> he very well might win the time trial. Well, you know, we'll see. Rowan Dennis has been resting those legs because he didn't show up to the road race to help. So maybe is he'll he be... on a BMC. Um, 
I don't know. All I know is he 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 didn't show up to the road race so he could rest for the TT. So, I mean, my favorite part of Anna Kaisenhofer win is that she was only on one pro team in 2017. Yeah, I mean, hey, this is guys. There is hope for us to do this. <laughs> no, no, like. No, not for I, us. I can't even come close to that performance. Not, I'm sorry, not even I, my wildest yeah. imaginations. She might be cut from something a little different than all of us. Uh, yeah. Just on the uh, the cycling, not to mention the fact that uh, the mathematics. Uh, on and, the fact that she, oh, well, there's also the PhD, but on the fact that she just won the Olympic gold medal, and yeah. we may not see her for another pro bike race. Like that's the best part. I mean, um, I think it's great. The women's, if she just the women's shows scene up is not going to be plagued by a gold helmet all that often. Um, on the the men's side, is Carapaz a uh, little guy? You suggested that maybe a gold sweater, like a gold alpaca sweater. Yeah, I mean Ecuador. Like, what, what do you? What, well, we saw over the last off season, he he was throwing down with some uh, sweet shots of sweaters him back in Ecuador. Yeah, with a great sweater. <laughs> so I think I yeah. think a whole line of really comfy, warm, casual casual wear would be the best way for carapaz to go in this obviously you got to bling the bike out a little bit but just like a sweet sweater that he rolls up to the start line in and then he like takes off this like huge cozy oversized sweater would be great can we um give a a slow ride podcast uh encouragement for more races with no radios please oh yes sure yeah that was was we probably talked about that on like episode one (laughs) <laughs> Probably. <laughs> one of uh, our best thing about bike racing. Did you guys see a uh, friend of the pod, Bill Scheichen, um from Cyclocross Radio's tweet about Greg Van Evermet? Uh, there should be a, a little ceremony where he presents the helmet yes. to Carapaz. Um, I think, oh, uh, like I think a, there's like something there. Like a master's there. jacket? Yeah. yeah I, that's actually a great idea. I think, Shout out I think to that Bill should go, that should be a thing moving forward in cycling. Somebody send a letter to somebody at the UCI and get this, get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, quick shout out on two more uh, Olympic items. Um, well, uh, there's obviously a mountain bike race. It's one of my favorite Olympic events. It usually was at the back end, but I think because of COVID, they kind of compressed a lot of the um, the road and mountain bike events kind of on the front half. So we'll be able to see that. Um, Flukinger, uh, Scherter, obviously Matthew Vanderpool um, looking fantastic. Uh, Tom Pidcock back from the uh, uh, collarbone, also a favorite. Right. Um, it's going to be fantastic on the men's side. The women's side is also going to be top notch. Um, clearly, uh, it's it's um, it, it's it's a dirt zamboni of a course with some pretty sweet rock gardens. But overall, it's going to be some fantastic television. Mountain bike cross country is here to stay, and the Olympics always proves for the last two Olympics in a row the best racing is on the mountain bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately also, for track cycling, <laughs> which should be yeah, the most exciting, yeah. but it should be, but takes it. they've so, they've so destroyed track cycling in yeah. the Olympics with yeah. combining all of those events into the Omnium rather than just doing a points race champion yeah. at Madison. What I don't understand is if they can have 71 gold medals offered in the pool, why can they not, why do they only have like six, gold medals on the track or whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's something ridiculous. Um, you can't even have a pursuit. The pursuit is like the, and the kilo, those are the ultimate, it's like weightlifting, but on bikes, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't want to, uh, derail us too far, but, uh, 
the funny thing about the Olympics is, you know, Ecuador um, wins a medal, but only Carapaz gets the medal. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Do you think everybody who qualified from a country, because cycling is a team sport, mm. do you think they should all get medals? Because no. It is a team sport. Saying, we always right? say it's it's the only sport where 20, 20 different teams compete against each other at the same time. And then but only one guy wins, you know, and but we're like, oh, but you know, whatever. This isn't the Tour de France, right? Like everybody should get a medal from the country that wins. Yeah, that is a little weird. Yeah. Is this the Jurage Sagan rule? Like, oh, he should just get like whatever Peter Sagan wins because his brother. Um I I think there's just one medal. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't need to have teammates. I would love to see some classic infighting. I mean, we, we did see it on the men's side today uh, between Michael Woods and McNulty so, uh, well, a couple of days ago. So maybe we can, you know, relive that a little bit. So the other guy who was there riding for uh, Ecuador is, and I, will, I cannot pronounce his name, Johatan Navarez, uh, who also rides for Ineos. And so mm-hmm. I'm assuming he already got his medal and that Carapaz probably <laughs> was like, dude, this dude from Ecuador is super good and I want him on the team with me. I mean, not that this guy isn't legit. This guy was on, he was on Sky before, I guess. He was on Quick Step too. But you know what I mean? Like, he, he's already, I, I mean, I don't know. Oh, and then, I don't know. I, I think we either have to say cycling's an individual sport, even in the road yeah. race, or it's a team sport. And I don't understand how it's a team sport, but the team, like if if yeah, you the go team rowing get a win. and the yeah. and your rowing team wins, the guy at the front of the boat isn't the only one who gets a medal. You know what I mean? I think you found a glitch in the matrix, <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> I don't know if there's any way to resolve this one. Uh, pro cycling has resolved this one by using money. I- yeah, I just love the uh, the idea that like the the first the only the, the guy in seat one on like the the men's eights yeah. is the only one that gets the medal. The cox the coxswain gets nothing as normal. Um, yeah. Uh, well, good old Olympic stuff. Um, the other quick shout outs: definitely check local listings for BMX Freestyle Park. That is also this week. Um, Sweet. Again. Uh, watch the women's uh, Hannah Roberts is head and shoulders above everybody else. Tail whips, 360 spins. It's fantastic to watch. Um, she's going to run away with it. Uh, I love it. And then also BMX racing is this week. And uh, there, you guys know um, Twan Van Gent. He's like the mm-hmm. world number one BMX Dutch guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he announced, so he's been kind of, in his backyard, he's a Red Bull athlete. I watched a video on Red Bull uh, TV where basically they recreated the start ramp for Japan in his backyard, and he's running a BMX bike that's got a one-by-two on it. So it has a derailleur on the rear of the BMX bike, and he's got a front disc brake. Um, huh. I'm bummed it's not internal. Sorry, but. sorry, sorry a rear disc brake. Mm-hmm. But... He's got a derailleur on the bike, so he's going to be shifting when he comes down the super ramp start mm-hmm. because it's a longer than normal start ramp. Um, I know you're going, wait, that's allowed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, explicitly in the UCI BMX rules. Now, it may be different in ABA, where we come from, but in the uh, UCI BMX rules, it doesn't say anything that you can't have. It just says you have to have, like I think, a, sing- a single chain ring. 
No, you can have multiple gears in the back. Does that mean a dog could play basketball too? Because I don't think that's in the rule book either. No, once you get off that slippery slope, little guy. <laughs> I, How cool is this? I, I, th- I think this is innovation. I think it's wonderful. I love it. I love watching the BMX racing in the Olympics. This yeah. dude's a beast. And Oof. you know what? Yeah. We might see a derailleur explode. We're definitely going to see a derailleur explode. I can promise you that. Um, you know, via my love of the Hammer series, that I'm all for innovation, that I want to push the boundaries of what cycling is, but I don't know. We may have found another glitch in the matrix. I uh, I am not a huge fan of this. Uh, keep BMX pure, you guys. One, You got to rock the one cog. Yeah, you got to rock the one cog. It is weird. It feel it feels a little bit wrong to me, and there's really no he- reason it shouldn't be okay. But it it's. I remember as a kid, I'd occasionally see. You know, there was bikes back w- when you were younger. Folks would that were like BMX size twenty inch bikes that would have derailleurs, but maybe still have like right. mag wheels. And that was so weird to me as a kid. I was like, that's just not how it's supposed to be. Well. Yeah. You don't get derailers until you're bigger. Bad uh, uh, department store bike brand product managers, not knowing yeah. what BMX bikes were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, should he have a Juro on the front? Yeah, he, should have, he definitely should have a rotor. Mm-hmm. Got to have that. Um, I feel like it should be internal. I feel like they should have said, you can have as many gears as you want, but you have to have a straight... <laughs> like a roll-off hub? Yeah, a straight <laughs> like chain just... <laughs> line, you know. Well, then you'd get in some weird stuff What's like... spoke length on that roll-off hub? I mean, that would be basically an entire hub would be the rim. Well, That'd somebody would have to really hack one and get the weight down, you know? Just get the two is... gears you need and just, like, really... Yeah. That, that would be fun. So my question is, I haven't looked at this bike at all, so I don't... Maybe he explains it in the video, but is he... Did he modify some sort of derailleur to take a uh, uh, a half inch chain, or is he running the the like eleven speed type of chain on a derailleur? What's going on? Ooh, that I don't know. I That's saw a good it. question. It's a um, it's like a Shimano Z or whatever. No, like a derailleur. downhill derailleur. Okay, but it's still, a da- it's a downhill derailleur. Yeah, if you get a maybe a nine speed or eight speed chain, probably through there, but mm-hmm. you're not getting a BMX chain probably, and See is that's that that's be... how they could write the rule is you have to use you have to use a BMX chain and then no one will be able to run a derailleur because they'll just be too chunky. Yeah, like not all. Yeah, you know, it would be too chunky and then it'd be so heavy. And I think if you combine we, a couple chains, BMX chains together, it'd be the right length. You're going to have some weak points, you know. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> maybe they made him a special chain because he is the world number one world champion. No, but that doesn't happen. I am excited to go out to the the BMX track and just see um, a bunch of uh, mom and dad mechanics uh-huh. for their kids trying to get a derailleur, a downhill derailleur, <laughs> onto their BMX bike. Um, if this thing takes off, it, it could be fantastic to see. Um, well, guys. Let's get in the preem lap. When we come Wait. back, got some great listener emails. Where's the shifter on this things. bike? He's got it on well, the on the on the left side, and he's got the brake on the right, and the shifter's on the left. I just uh, pull a picture of it. It's weird. It's very weird. It's a little bit pro, and it's a little bit like bike polo. It's a little bit weird. He, yeah, he couldn't go di two. 
Couldn't do the sprint. No, shift. I know it's a little bizarre. You looking at it, it's like oh, it does look a little hacked together. Like you just went down to the corner bike shop and you, pulled some stuff out of the bin. You know, like somebody crashed we a mountain. We clearly bike. know a lot about what we're talking. It's some extra no, parts. Yeah, like, no. why this is. <laughs> Let's go to the man who knows, former BMX All Star and multi-time national BMX champion, Michael Matthews, for this week's tech tip. All right, guys, here we are in the Prem Lab. Absolutely stoked to be here. Major shout outs to all of the new supporting members of the Wide Angle Podium Network. We'd like to thank them for going over to the wideanglepodium.com and signing up to become a donating member of independent cycling media. Now, more than ever, it is important to support shows like this. Um, you may not own a sandal company, um, but you may want to buy us a beer at some point. And that's how we're going to be able to keep this show on the air because at over 353 episodes, that's quite a bit of server space because we look at those downloads. There's a lot of people going back all the way to episode one. So we have to keep that there. Mm-hmm. And we have kids put in college, and I can't take that money out. Spencer can't take that <laughs> money out of the uh, the new uh, floors at the new house. And little guy definitely can't do that out of um, Tom Boonen, Tom Boonen's new ice house in the back. What what are you building for uh, Tom Boonen, Tom Boonen right now, little guy? Uh, well, he wants me to build him a treehouse, but I haven't started. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can take some of the parts of the van again and put that up into the tree. It'd be fantastic. Can't wait to see it the next time we're up <laughs> Sounds there. Sounds hard. But head over to WideAnglePodium.com, and you can check out all of the shows. Major shout-outs to the 24 hours worth of um, driving I just did over the last two days. Ooh. I listen to a lot of wide angle podium podcasts. <laughs> Let me give you shout outs. The only power rankings that matter in gravel cycling, Zach Schuster and Amanda Nauman threw down. Now I feel like I know everything about gravel cycling. Love it. It's great to see. Love it. Uh, Cyclocross radio continues to slay it through mm-hmm. media pits and various other Interviews in the world of cyclocross and UCI mountain bike cross country. It's fantastic. Criterium Nation also continues to slay it, giving you all the information that you need about Criterium Racing in the U.S. You, if you're on our Twitter account, you would have seen that we've broken the news that Grant Park Criterium in uh, Atlanta is hosting a $20,000 prize list for the women, which checks notes. Same prize list as the course by ASO in the Tour de France. So rather than a pretend, you know, like a throwaway race to the women, the fine folks at L5 in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Grant Park Crit, are putting $20,000 together for a 45-minute crate for the women. How awesome is that? Legion's going to be there, and it's going to be paying mortgages on their house. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, So yeah, head over to WideAnglePodium.com. Find out how you become a member and a supporter of the network. Yep. It, it, it helps us all do what we're doing. As, as Tim mentioned, I gotta, I gotta put floors in the house. That's not what I'm putting, uh, that, that donation money to, I'll put it towards the, uh, soundproofing for the new house, which obviously you can hear, uh, my quality, not up to the normal standards. There's a lot more than, uh, just server space. Um, we need, you know, all kinds of junk. So 
anything you can do helps. Uh, and at the very least, shout us out to your buddies on your ride. Tweet about the show. You know, let people know about it and uh, help grow the audience. And give us an email at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com with any questions, concerns. And let's get back to the show. This is Mitch Docker, and you're listening to Life in the Peloton, also the Slow Ride Podcast afterwards. <laughs> All right, guys, here we are back at the show. Thrilled to be here. We got some listener emails. We have a new, two new reviews Ooh. on uh, the old Apple Podcast. So head over to Apple Podcast, rate us five stars. Um, so Zabriskie's Revenge writes us, as a progressive mid-30 white cis male who raced for a season a decade ago but still rides fully kitted out in Chiclamino on my titanium light speed mm-hmm. on the weekends, mm-hmm. the Venn diagram between myself and the Slow Ride podcast is a solid circle. <laughs> so thank you for that. Five stars. Thank Fantastic. You. <laughs> Love it. Um, I'm assuming it says solid circle because it kind of cuts off. Maybe they were putting in a, um, a picture of something. Uh, but I'm assuming that, uh, you know, if you're rocking that titanium light speed, titanium, by the way, is the future little guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. The future. Uh, it's the future of every retired pro cyclist is what we know. Um, so what do you mean? Well, I mean, you're basically retired from racing, Tim. Oh, yeah. Not very pro, yes. but you're on a tie bike. And I mean, that's been the mm-hmm. joke for years. You and me went for a ride. We saw a uh, retired pro Bjorn Sealander uh, had a tie bike. I saw a picture of Bob Roll uh, on Instagram or something the other day. What was he rocking? He's rocking a tie bike. I think that's all the research uh, I need to do. So do why mean? don't any brand, titanium bike brands just sponsor a team? Now, we know Gage Hecht was racing a Moots for a while mm-hmm. in cyclocross. Mm-hmm. It's probably just so too expensive. Titanium is back, baby. Yeah. Let's, let's own it. Someone sponsor a team. I don't know of any Thai company that's big enough, but maybe someday. <laughs> I wonder if those two things uh, sort of have something to do with each other. <laughs> yeah that would be causation is not correlation spencer the mm. most comfortable road team out there the, yeah, the vertical too casual. i think that's the problem you've just hit on it the the road team mm. would be too lackadaisical to follow the moves they'd be like nah i'm pretty good this is pretty comfortable so compliant hear, i don't need okay, to follow hear that me move. out that's a good point hear me out though um mm-hmm. Israeli startup nation, whatever they're called now, they need to switch yep. to tie bikes, get rid of the factors because they are all old enough that most of their riders are are just right before retirement. And this would maybe prolong their careers one or two years with that smooth well, smooth ride, less jarring on the muscles and so not maybe that means we could get gripeful for one more year. <laughs> and the factors probably lose some pop, so they're always going to have to buy new ones mm-hmm. um, or get new ones from factor. Whereas a titanium bike lasts yeah. a while; it lasts a lifetime. This is this yeah. is what the uh, the, yeah, and, the team and, manager will will tell the owner when he's explaining why they have to pay for all the bikes next year and they're not getting the bikes for free. He's like, "Yeah, but we right. will have them forever. We'll never have to You'll, get rid of them. <laughs> granted, we only can hire riders that ride fifty sevens." Uh, mm-hmm. next season because that's all we have is these two extra 57s but you know well what's what's lucky about that situation is that the um standards in the in the bicycle industry never change um yes. so you N- know never. that will be a forever bike 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing could go wrong with that. Yeah, they won't switch to disc brakes um, or through axles or bigger headsets or different bottom brackets or anything. It'll be mm, fine. Uh, spacing never change. Five star review from Shoop. There it is. Operation Mockingbird still exists. Shout out for the Operation <laughs> Mockingbird reference. You know the um, big Cold War, like uh, basically propaganda through media. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks. Operation Mockingbird <laughs> still exists. Five stars. And these three CIA, CIA covert plants: Tim, Matt, and Spencer, under the watchful eye of spy ma- master Phil Liggett, would have you believe that Dan Martin <laughs> is an American? Ha. Well, thank you. Yeah. We're, that's what we're here for. It is um, true. And, uh, we're working on it. Yeah. Oh, you know, my other favorite bit, um, I, it's just losing some steam, is that while I was live tweeting the women's race this morning at 3 a.m., I wasted a really good tweet um, to a very small audience that was not also up at 3 a.m. with me <laughs> when I said that Heinrich Hausler was oh, yeah. absolutely thrilled. Yeah. By the um, the hard work going in by Anna Kaisenhofer. Um, well, well played, well played. Yeah, it, it it didn't it didn't pick up steam the way the Michael Woods one did. I was really hoping that uh, <laughs> people could really go to the back catalog. On uh, well, you got to get Houseler tagged in it so he can get upset about it. Right, that's the ticket. All right, email from Jason Dessier, Hall of Fame. How about a shout-out to the Domestique? Surely there's a spot in the hall for the unsung heroes that do all the work so your superstars can coast into the wind. Well, pretty sure that um, Anna Kaisenhofer is as close to a Domestique that we can have um, because, well, not pro racing yeah. at the top level. I mean, this is no, like no, the no, ultimate no, no, no. Domestique championship, no? This, this is ultimate a- underdog. The Domestique has a, has a duty. They're, they're there to work. Okay. You know? Yeah. Which is exactly why they should get Olympic medals. It's a good point, Spencer. <laughs> it, it, this all ties together. It, it all it all ties together. Um, I don't know who do you think was the ultimate domestique in, in the Olympic race. I didn't like. Uh, I guess I'm gonna here. I'll nominate for the Olympic race. Tis Benut. He did a huge turn, blew the group up. Basically yes. set up the, what was the bulk of the favorites that went to the line, mm-hmm. and basically came to a standstill up the climb. So he got a time. thank you from Wild Van Art on Instagram. I mean, I I think that's enough. That, that he doesn't need a medal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I suppose. It's pretty good. I yeah. Mean, that's. I mean, if Wout said thanks to me, I would be like, hey, that's made my day. Yeah, that's true. It's such a weird thing, so, the, the, the going there working <laughs> for your fellow countrymen who's then going to get a bigger contract and become a bigger star. Mm-hmm. And you guys basically are going for all the same races. And you, you're setting up his career to be even more, more impressive so, than yours. It's so weird. Andy Matthews from Sydney, Australia. Maybe he's a fan of the Sydney Swans. I don't know. Let's get into Australian Corner, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Cycling moving into the wider public consciousness? Hi, Slow Ride team. I have just enjoyed listening to your rest day podcast. Well, thank you. Much like in the U.S., cycling hardly makes it into our national newspapers or TV sports reports. Attached is a cartoon that was published in the Canberra Times last week, Uh linking the stage one crash with Australian federal politics. (laughs) It depicts... (laughs) I love this because Andy proceeds to explain yeah. the comic 
which is now my favorite thing is to explain um, comics, which little guy and I are going to be doing um, in a, in a new segment in coming weeks. I can't wait. But anyways, I digress <laughs> much like in the U S cycling hardly makes it into our national newspapers yeah. attached as a cartoon that is published in the Canterbury times. Okay. Linking the stage one crash with Australian federal politics. It depicts our prime minister with the sign mm-hmm. about to bring down each of the state premieres. The equivalence to your governors with the slow speed of our national vaccine rollout in the cartoon. It seems that the virus is the most likely winner a bit long winded, but I thought you guys <laughs> might appreciate this one. This is top notch political cartoon. Oh, I, I absolutely love it. Um, mm-hmm. we, we need oh, that so kind good. of thing for cycling to really break through into the mainstream, you know? Uh, thank you for the email, Andy, um, and we appreciate it. And best of luck in Australia with the never-ending uh, pandemic. Yeah. And next email. Apologies. Next email. This one comes to us from John Wilker. John in California writes, the super rookie curse, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Hello, Slow Ride Podcast. Greetings from sunny California. Been listening to the podcast for a little over a year now. Love the show. Thanks so much. Since listening to Tim's bold predictions for Valverde in episode 349, it seems that the only TV time he gets in my limited viewing of the race due to family obligations on Peacock is shots of him seemingly pedaling backwards. He was featured on stage seven, miserably drifting backwards and shaking his head (laughs) as if to say, damn it, Tim, you know how this works and you did it to me anyway. Does Tim love or secretly hate Valverde? This is a very fair, very fair critique. The super rookie curse is real. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Valverde. I apologize to Valverde, but I can't hide my love for Valverde by not like it's a mm-hmm. forbidden love almost. Like I have to act on it. Mm-hmm. I have this to is, this tell is the your, world. This is your catch twenty two. It is like yeah, you Sophie's choice. Does Tim tweet about Valverde or does he not? The curse has been in effect and accurate for far longer than this podcast has existed. Like the curse predates the podcast, but still holds true. So we know that the curse is real. Um, And then, yeah, I, I believe Tim's love is pure for Valverde. Like, I don't think he would do this to his worst enemy, continually Mm -hmm. pretend to, cheer for him just to ruin his whole career i mean look look not just valverde who we saw going backwards at worlds here but tim huge huge early supporter of tease Banut, who uh-huh. while he's still a great rider they're not there working for tease Banut, are they they're they're working no, for wild man art tease is there doing the heavy lifting because tim gave him a little just a little curse just a little bit and it the good news is with Valverde, the one time I bet on cycling, because I remember <laughs> I was over in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, put, some, I put some money on Valverde because those odds were looking really good. I went over to the, uh, the Ladbrokes, and I really had to search for the, <laughs> the world championship proposition. It was like on page 50. Um, but yeah, so I didn't curse him then. So every now and then I do hit. I do uh, strike gold. Um, John continues. On a different, though perhaps not completely different note, I ran the Redondo Beach Independence Day 5K. Not in 15 15 minutes as Spencer would have. 
I got two kudos for the race on Strava. One from a buddy, and one randomly from Thorfinn Sasquatch. This kind of blew my mind. Not sure what to do with that. Is he trolling for customers? Have you guys ever received <laughs> acknowledgement from perhaps an ignoble, ignoble source out of the blue? Can't wait to hear the next set of takes. Maybe how Valverde still has a shot at the podium. John in California. Are you guys, you guys are familiar with Thorfinn that's, Sasquatch? That's the right? Strava dude, that, right? That's yeah. the guy that Gaiman started going after. Yeah. That's why Gaiman started the Strava hunt. Yeah. Wow. I, that guy's still around, huh? Yeah, but he just randomly found John's 5K mm. in Redondo Beach and then liked it. Yeah. So, oh, that's uh, weird. I've, yeah. I've not had anything liked on Strava by that guy, but I'll, to be fair, I haven't put anything on Strava in quite some time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wonder if he's got some bot or something going around, like liking things to drum up coaching business or something. Hmm. Um, wouldn't well, put now, it past him. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a straight, straight line kind of guy to me. I feel pick. I feel kind of left out now because I put a ride on Strava today, and I mean I got some kudos, but none of them were from famous internet dopers, and yeah, just feel kind of bummed now. <laughs> no, like, does much. he not think I'm I'm dopable? You could get material? like a local doper to uh, to like it, like give a call to Dewey. <laughs> oh, interesting, Dewey. Um, yeah, pick, that'd be good. Pick the bones. Pick the bones out of this. Paul Rigby emails us with absolutely no body in the email but it is a picture of brad wiggins without his shirt on looking swelt did you guys see this <laughs> photo come through on the side of the road which ones i the did not click on that email. The, it, it's the running ones and it's <laughs> okay. brad wiggins like just i mean he is in peak form for the olympics remember because he was going to be in the rowing yeah uh, championships mm. His fashion has taken a whole other level. It's I don't know how they somewhere. fit those jackets in a jiffy bag, but um, yeah, looking good. <laughs> I feel like every two to three days we get a new we get a new series of amazing Wiggins photos, and they and they they sort of feel like they should counteract each other. There'll be the four pictures of him smoking outside a pub, and then yep. the next four pictures are him on a road bike, and you're like, okay does that negate the other one? And then it's like, you're back at zero. Then he's running. Then he's smoking on a motorcycle. It's, it's all over the place. He does always look sunburned though. So, so we have, um, <laughs> he does always look sunburned. He's from Britain. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's true. We do have some great, uh, uh, news that we do need to just, uh, fly through here. Um, kind of a round table. You guys give me your thoughts as I hit it. Um, Team Sky uh, dropped or got dropped by Castelli. So Team Sky is now going with BioRacer? BioRacer. I heard they're even going to change the name of the team to Ineos. That's crazy. (laughs) So they went from Adidas to Rafa to Castelli to BioRacer. I forgot about BioRacer. They just sponsor the Belgians, right? Yeah, and I did have a um, BioRacer um, kit back in the day. It was fun. Yeah. It's, a, it's a slippery custom. slope. They for make them. a skin suit. So, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next up, Justin Williams, the most yeah. important bike racer in the world, cover story of Bicycling Magazine. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent awesome. article. 100%. Check that out. Go search it out right now and read it. Amazing article. And, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, this, the name says it all. 
most important bike racer in the world. Yeah, it's fantastic. Stoked to see him on the uh, the cover um, and, and the Legion um, staff pick, or the pick Legion it up. team and all mm-hmm. they're doing. Pick it up for the good feels and uh, keep it for the absolute roasting of USA Cycling that uh, happens <laughs> he does get within. It, yeah, <laughs> and uh, buy it because uh, Bicycling Magazine now is the underdog in cycling media. Right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, shout out to Legion because they are, as mentioned, they're going to go to the Grant Park Criterium in yeah. Atlanta, Georgia in four weeks. Yeah. Slow Ride Podcast has a is, is throwing down as well. Yeah. So we have decided we're going to produce the trophies for the wide angle podium top five women at the Grant Park Criterium in the women's one two uh, race pro one two. All I got to say is I hope Legion is willing to check some bags. <laughs> More on that in the future. Um, all right. Also, uh, no podcast next week. Um, unfortunately, we're going to be taking a well-deserved break. So I highly recommend, as do you guys, take a look and listen to our annual Sunday Stroll podcast where we relive, reanalyze, and discuss... American Flyers, Kevin Costner's greatest contribution to cinema. Mm-hmm. Check yeah, it out. Check just it out. American Flyers back in the uh, in yeah. the files from there. July fourth is when yeah. we released yeah. it. So check it out, July fourth. Um, highly recommend that. We'll put up some uh, reminders. Little guy, you have the floor in about one and a half minutes. You got to tell me why NBC Sports <laughs> and the Peacock is the worst thing for you. Go. Uh, uh, because they put all the Olympic stuff on one specific channel and Peacock is where I bought my subscription so I could watch bike racing and then I couldn't watch the bike race and the men's race until today and I still can't watch the women's race and I find that really annoying and I hate NBC and they'll probably call it something else <laughs> in a day or two just to make it more annoying uh, and I hate NBC. Well, as the defender of Comcast, I would say, um, yes, I understand the frustration. Peacock uh, doesn't have it right away. Especially with the cycling pass, yeah. but um, if you do cycling have pass, right cable there. television, you can can find a way to log in. I do it through I'm a, my YouTube. I'm a cord. TV, I'm a cord cutter, Tim. I'm I'm like uh, breaking new ground. I'm a cord cutter. Super cool. <laughs> that, I'm a cord cutter. That's good. Well, gentlemen, if we're right around that time with about an hour into the slow ride podcast. We'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head on over to WideAnglePodium.com and find out how you can become a supporter and a contributor to independent cycling media. We would absolutely love it. We'd like to thank all of the emails that we get at slowridepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also tweet and message us on Instagram at the slow ride pod. Mm-hmm. Take a look. Take a gander. Little guy stole my Klein down tube. <laughs> but one of these days I will get it back. And with that, This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in eastern, nope, western Massachusetts, uh, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePodcast. Thank you.